Welcome to Paint Radio with your hosts, Emily Howard and Andrew Dwyer. Paint Radio to the rescue. We saw the paint can sign in the night. Emily and I did. We know that you all need help, and that's why we're here. That's why we've got this podcast. And today, we're continuing with our series about running a niche service, a specialty service, secondary service, secondary business, call it whatever you want, something outside of the core painting business, talking to contractors about how they do it so that it will help you do it. This is the second of that series. We talked with Shane Garrett about his kitchen remodeling business previously. If you missed that, definitely go back and listen to that. Today, we've got two of the nicest people in the painting industry. We have Christian and Angelina Militello, the brain trust behind Militello Painting and Power Washing in Philadelphia. Christian and Angelina, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. I'm always amazed at how quickly you're able to fill those gaps with your wonderful words. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for coming on the show. You guys, as the name suggests, Militello Painting and Power Washing, in addition to the painting business, you've got a power washing business. So that's what we're going to talk about. But if you could just explain, give us some basic data on your company, how you started, when it started, the type of work you do, maybe the crew size, that type of thing. Sure. So we started about 20 years ago. Angelina joined about 10 years ago. That's when the company really started taking off. Power washing has always been part of our painting business model as basically any exterior needs to be cleaned. We just happened to pressure wash like painters power washed. And now we power wash like power washers should power wash. Um, <laughs> you know, so you can call us professional painters and power washers. So obviously you've always been doing power washing, but when did it become sort of its own business? I mean, we'll talk later about how you operate it. If you operate it separately, if you operate it under the same umbrella, but has it always been Militello painting and power washing? Yes, it has. Now, in fact, I'm looking at old signs here in my shop and it even has that, but I guess it would be probably about seven years ago, we moved to more of a professionalized washing, exterior cleaning side. I'm curious, what are you doing differently now? How did you think about it when you were kind of more focused on painting and how do you think about it now that you're considering it more professionalized service? So education is first. I became educated on the proper way to clean an exterior building. And the primary difference, I would say, would be the assistance of chemicals and the appropriate use of or lack of pressure would be the main two differences between how we used to do it and how we do it now. How many exteriors have you guys busted up? (laughs) (laughs) Back then, I mean, I think about the way we used to wash and the damage it could have done. But fortunately, none. I wouldn't say luckily, but... You know, no one's ever gotten hurt being up on a 40 foot ladder, pressure washing at 3000 PSI and feeling like you've getting blown off the ladder because that's happened to me multiple times. Oh, Uh, that was luck. Yeah. (laughs) Scary stuff. We've heard a lot of horror stories. So anybody out there who is looking at getting into pressure washing, power washing, that pressure is pay attention to that. We've heard a lot of stories about some very damaged exteriors based on inexperience. So how's your crew broken up? Do you have painters and pressure washers? Does everybody do everything? How so, do you yeah. That? So for the painting side, it's only painters. And then I guess about 
three years ago, we switched to only pressure washers. We used to have the painters also pressure wash, but then it grew to the point where it just got in the way of painting. So now we have pressure washers who power wash and that's it. One guy does cross over more would like to, because it is seasonal work, but we need to have a workload to switch them over in the wintertime. That can be tough. So I guess let's talk about how you're running it now. And then maybe we can go back in time to, to talk about why you made those changes, assuming you're running it differently now than you did. I think you said seven years ago. So they're not two separate businesses, are they? Incorporated separately? They're not at this time. Nope. Nope. Okay. Same company. Okay. You said that you've got different crews. What about the bidding and the estimating? How is that handled? Because I'm guessing that you've got a decent number of power washing jobs that do not involve any painting. Or how about that? What percentage of jobs include both painting and power washing? I would say right now, power washing is about 10% of our overall business revenue of that. It's kind of hard to say a number, but. But meaning, yeah. is it common um, that you go out to a painting job and you're also, that job is also part of the power washing. Are you submitting separate invoices? How does that work? Yeah. Every exterior paint job includes a power washing job. And currently we are not submitting separate invoices. Uh, it's all in one bid. So to split it up and ha- I mean, how many standalone pressure washing jobs we do to, compared to inclusive of painting. We're not quite there yet with our numbers. Morgan might be able to help us with that, but um, we do a significant amount more of pressure washing individual houses separate from the painting than we do exterior painting only. I mean, I think that um, makes sense because are you doing the pressure washing a lot for maintenance? Like I'm thinking about my house and I had my house painted what 10 years ago, but I have a pressure washed every single year. Right. So I think that's what has helped us get to this point of separating the two more so in our QuickBooks and financials is that we are doing a lot of solo washing jobs that aren't inclusive of painting or separate from painting. And I think that over the last three years is when we've really kind of grown that side of it. Are you guys able to sell like sell that is sort of a maintenance add-on when you do an exterior job, like an annual add-on? Or have you all started doing that or no? We haven't pursued that, although it has been kicked around. Depending on where you live in parts of the country, the algae growth on the outside of your house can be worse in, in certain areas, like in the upper Northwest, it gets really bad out there. But here, we probably are missing, missing some sales on doing a biannual or annual cleaning of exteriors. But yeah. Emily, you're hired. I mean, my house is in Florida. So, but I have to tell you, like after a year, it's disgusting (laughs) with, it is just mold and algae and all kinds of stuff. So I'm always surprised when they call and say, it's time for your annual. I look outside and I go, oh yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) I think it's an excellent add-on service. So aside from upselling, do you guys market it separately? Then painting services, what's your strategy for marketing to those two different markets? This year, we're really pushing for more Facebook ads, more Google ads, and even Google LSA, which is your local service ad for the power washing side. They are separate marketing now where we are trying to track the individual washing clients as opposed to power washing and painting only. So we are putting some money towards marketing directly towards power washing only clients or roof washing only clients or even flat work. So a lot of pool decks and things like that. And then Angelina pretty much handles, I mean, she handles almost 90% of all the estimates 
for power washing now from her desk. So, and I should mention, Christian, you referred to Morgan. That's Morgan Ray of Bookkeeping for Painters, who's been on Paint Radio quite a few times. We also included her in the first podcast on this series, got her input from the financial aspect. Just advice on running a niche service, and and we're going to get more into that in a bit. But do you view the power washing as a, even if it's complementary, do you view it as a secondary and separate business, or do you view them together as simply one business? I would say we view it as one business, but that answer could change in a couple of years. Cause I think as we are growing every year, our power washing side is growing more, more jobs, more clients, more revenue. So I think but, that. So one business, you know, but maybe two services separate. Yes. Or is it, okay. Yes. okay. Yeah. They're two different. Um, They're not really for all joking considered yeah. two separate headaches, right? So yeah. It's two separate estimates, two separate processes, two separate scheduling, two separate maintenance. Now the taxes are all the same, but everything is is separate. You know, scheduling it's all different. Painting a exterior in seven days compared to scheduling five exterior cleanings is entirely different. And so, love it, perfect. So you said, Angelina, you're you're doing nearly all of the bids on the power washing side, correct? Correct. Okay, and so you've got separate scheduling sounds like you're moving into separate marketing and are, are you tracking the numbers separately as far as revenue and, and costs? We are. Yes. So through QuickBooks, we classify all the revenue, all the income is different classifications. Nice. Christian, I know when we first started talking about doing this podcast, you talked about, or you mentioned the managing of fleet and equipment and specifically repairs. What did you want to say about that? Well, as we grew the power washing side, the equipment becomes bigger. You have standalone trucks and a lot more maintenance. And, and now with the use of chemicals, primarily the use of sodium hypochlorite, which is otherwise known as bleach, it can be corrosive to metals. So there's constant need for changing oils and changing pump fluids on equipment, hose reels or electric, and just making sure that that maintenance is upkept. Fortunately, we have Scott here, who is kind of our operations manager for both sides. So he runs our paint crews but is also responsible for the maintenance of the equipment. When it gets into depth, our guys can generally problem solve in the field and they're getting better as the years progress and they stick with us. But Scott is the one who kind of fixes everything here. And there's a lot of fixing when it comes to machinery. Managing that is sometimes can be difficult. Do you keep the two services? We're not going to call it two businesses. I'm not going to make that mistake again. Do you keep the two services separate to make things easier on you to avoid confusion? I mean, to what extent, if at all, has having two services created some confusion where it's confusing who's doing what and what this is for and what's that for? Why do you keep them separate to the extent that you do? Well, the reason why we brought on power washers solely was because the power washing was getting so busy that the painters were being taken away from painting jobs and it created a scheduling nightmare. Hmm. The reason why we keep the books not separate, but what Angelina said was the classified classified classifications is because we want to be better at tracking the information we need to grow the business. And when it's mixed up with painting, it's hard to do that. So now when we can break it down by week on how a week went, how a day went and see how much we're spending in chemicals or gas we have a better idea of profitability for the painting compared to the pressure washing. Whereas before it was hard to break that out. 
And that's one of the primary reasons why we switch to moving more towards separation behind the scenes, behind the IRS scenes, meaning like tax, non-tax stuff. Now in the future, we may separate them further, like Morgan right. had outlined. Exactly. So beautiful segue. So uh, I mentioned Morgan Ray of Bookkeeping for Painters, bookkeepingforpainters.com if you want to check out what they do. Tremendous resource in the painting industry. But again, I, we reached out to her in the past and I, I read verbatim. She made it very clear. Andrew, I need you to read this verbatim. I'm kidding. She didn't say that. But uh, <laughs> I read exactly what she wrote in the first podcast. This time I'm going to summarize it. But basically she said that it makes a lot of sense to run, whether it's a side business, niche business, specialty service, under the umbrella of the core business so that they can share overhead expenses, whether that's office space, advertising, all that stuff. And it's a good way to foster that business. But she said it does make sense to consider splitting the specialty service off if it's producing enough revenue to really necessitate its own staff and its own marketing. And if you were interested in selling one of the businesses or one of the services, like the specialty service, it's certainly easier to do so if it's been separated. And she said, it certainly makes sense to start considering that once you hit a million in revenue. So Christian and Angelina, you guys know Morgan Ray, you've worked with her. What are your thoughts on those ideas, that, that strategy? Anything that comes from Morgan, I think is great advice. Our reasoning for separating in the future, and I may not fully explain this well, as we become more exposed to finances and understanding books and taxes and tax beneficial ways to run things, our painting company could eventually subcontract the power washing company. And I think that there's certain tax benefits to doing it that way. We do wash for other painters in the area. So Morgan and Angelina and I have all talked about the possibility of eventually being able to do that. And I think that that would be the route we would go and the reason why we would do it. I don't know if it would be, I mean, she's hundred percent right in saying, all right, well, if you're going to separate them, then marketing needs to be separate and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. For me, from a thousand foot view, it's just looking at, Hey, let's keep this money entirely separate. And maybe there's a tax benefit to invoicing one company and all that kind of stuff. I think I'm getting this right. Emily, do what you do best, which is correct me when I'm wrong. I believe Shane Garrett said that because again, his, his service is kitchen remodeling, but it's not a standalone, fully separate business. So that sometimes when he'll submit a painting invoice to the kitchen remodeling side of the business, because it's more a kitchen remodeling job, would you say that I did a decent job it. of capturing? You Look did at that. <laughs> Touch you that. did it. Awesome. So it sounds like the power washing has not ever really been a distraction. Am I right or wrong there? It has been a distraction at times. Angelina can answer this better than me, but during peak seasons, we'll get 20, 30, 40 phone calls a day and she'll have to do 15, 20 estimates a day and schedule five washings of a house times two trucks or 10 washes a day. So it does take her away from running the entire business as a whole. Angelina, what are your thoughts on that? Especially since you're on the administrative end and you're dealing with schedules and estimates and all of those things. Do you feel like it's a good distraction or bad distraction? Or both? So when you first said distraction, I was thinking like negative and I get 
very overwhelmed during washing season, which is like nine months. So it's more than a season, but, um, I guess it's a, you'd rather be busy than not busy, but it does take me away from like the 30 other things that I should be doing for the business, which has also helped push us to grow and to bring somebody else in the office. Cause I always just thought that I could handle all the office tasks and the admin tasks and, So I would say that it is a distraction, but it helped us kind of push forward to grow in different ways so that other people can handle some of those tasks. But I will say that right now being February in Philadelphia, we are not washing and my days do seem a little bit lighter (laughs) and a little bit easier. And I'm just getting ready for that spring rush. So sounds like you need something else to do. (laughs) Yes. So, so that's good. So like you said, yes, it's a distraction, but at the same time, it's helped you grow and bring additional people onto the company, which is something that you guys have wanted to do. Is there a revenue line? Is there a number that you all look at to say, if power washing falls below this threshold, then we have to really assess whether or not this is something we're going to continue to do. Well, I would say that for us, the power washing is profitable and has always been profitable. And that's, what's really helped us say, Hey, it might be busy and you might consider it a distraction, but it's a welcome distraction. It's actually been the opposite where we've thought in the past, like, why are we painting? We could just be working nine months a year and go to Florida or the Caribbean for the three months we're off and work remotely. So sometimes the thoughts go the other way. Okay. That's fair. So I'm curious, have you guys ever, have there been any niches, any other side businesses? Has there been anything that you guys have either put in place or considered putting in place and cut or decided not to do because you felt like, you know what, this is going to be a distraction. We don't really feel like it's going to add to the ultimate goal, which is growth. At the time of expansion for pressure washing, I looked into concrete and it doesn't seem to be the fad back then, seven to 10 years ago, that it is now. We looked into grinding, polishing concrete, epoxy coatings, but it was just too much of an uh, investment. And the customer acquisition to cross over from painting to power washing was a lot cheaper as the clients were already there than it would have been painting to concrete coatings. I have and, and currently looking into either acquiring a window cleaning company, uh, developing a window cleaning company, as we would like to be a full service exterior cleaning maintenance company. And that would be something I'm looking into is just exterior window cleaning, screen cleaning. Um, We do gutter cleaning with the power washers, but the window cleaning would be something that would be a nice bolt on. I have two more quick questions and these are kind of numbers questions. The first one is, is that, so you all just mentioned that the power washing was not so expensive to get into, that there was a financial outlay for some of the concrete and other things that you were looking at. Do you have an idea of how much you all invested in the power washing when you got serious about it, what you were investing in building that business? So I think that when we first expanded into the pressure washing. We went with the trailer route. So a truck and trailer, we already had the trucks. It was probably under 10 grand, including the trailer. Now, considering we've gotten rid of the trailer and we now go towards truck mounted equipment, you're probably looking anywhere somebody can get in, depending on the truck, 30 to 80 grand. Um, Whereas the, the concrete services, I mean, one piece of equipment 
a grinder can cost $30,000. So there was a, the primary difference there. A good power washer is about six grand. A good um, grinder is about 30. So we were just talking about margins as well. What would you say your margins are in pressure washing versus painting? I think the painting is generally anywhere from 37 to 47%, whereas power washing is typically right around, and Angelina can confirm it's around 65%. And Christian, you had mentioned earlier in the podcast that you had some plans or hopes or for the power washing side in 2022. What, what do you hope to accomplish with that side of the business? So we have two trucks that are solely dedicated to power washing. We've yet to cross the threshold to keep those two trucks going full-time for the nine months. I don't know if that's because we don't have feet on the street doing estimates, uh, meaning somebody knocking on doors, selling power washing jobs, if it's because we have not dedicated a lot of time to solely market the pressure washing. But my goal for this year would be to keep those two trucks going for nine months. Then next year would be to add a truck. That would be the goal. So to dedicate more time and resources to that side. Yeah. And in that sense, that's where the painting side has taken me away from the power washing side, because we've had to get the painting up and running and past those pain points, you know, 300 grand, 700 grand. I mean, you guys do a podcast. You probably know at certain pain points, 1.2, three, there's all different pain points of growing your painting company. So the same thing is happening for the pressure washing side. It's not a pain point, but we're at a point where something has to change in order to grow. Power washing is, is a great bolt on. Most painters don't like it. So by all means, keep referring us. Uh, we enjoy that, you know, and um, yeah, if anyone needs any help on it, just please reach out. I tell you, the nicest people, these are the types of people you meet in the painting industry, especially when you go to uh, PCA events, things like that. Angelina and Christian, thank you so much for spending this time on the podcast. Really, really helpful. No, thank you for having us. And thank you, Jerry, for making us sound great. I know you'll do a great job back there. Jerry, the magical hand behind the podcast editing, the unseen hand of God, as they say. Yeah. And I also mentioned Morgan Ray, Bookkeeping for Painters. Learn more at bookkeepingforpainters.com. We're Andrew and Emily of the Paint Radio Podcast. Whenever you need help, shine the paint can in the sky. We'll see it. And we'll come to the rescue. Thanks for listening to Paint Radio. Find out more resources at Paint Mag. M-A-G. Because we started 99 years ago as a magazine. And it's still kicking. Find out more, paintmag.com. Have a great day.